0: Mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more. From health and holistic healing to the supernatural, we aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. And welcome to Journeys of a Spiritual Quest. Today we have a special guest with us, Angelo Lovato. And he's a musician and also a Reiki practitioner, healer, extraordinaire. Did uh, <laughs> dabbles in a little bit of everything. Um, so, Angelo, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Christina, for having me on. Um, it's, it's always a pleasure hanging and chatting with you. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am... Where do, where do I start? I mean, I grew up in New Mexico and uh, it's funny because I was always around a lot of spiritual, spirituality stuff and Native American stuff and it never really intrigued me. I never really got it and it was until I came to LA and had my own little crisis awakening here that it kind of all of it started to make sense. Um, Can we go
0: into a little bit, you know, for a lot of the viewers that are listening, they're either um, just newly stumbling upon spirituality and uh, the metaphysical realm. Or that they might have been on the journey and looking for more like-minded individuals to resonate with. And so if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what happened during that period of time that you went through a little bit of a a crisis that got you to kind of start to pay attention to the esoteric realm of existence.
1: Mm Mhm. Where can I start? God works in different interesting ways. I don't know. I think I found... It all started kind of when I found myself... I started when I was at 22 and started I found myself uh, not really paying attention to to my eating and partying habits and I was drinking a lot I was doing a little bit of drugs and my diet sucked and I started getting sick and through that I started I was introduced to the idea of what could be called anxiety and then through that I got introduced to a, a acupuncturist and through that it was just this kind of little bit of unraveling and kind of opening up to that and Over the course of the period, I mean, I would go back and forth into some of these things, but... Um,
0: So when you were introduced to acupuncture, did you have any kind of basis or understanding that of our energy systems and our body where, you know, did you know of anything kind of going into that session or was it like, okay, I'm just going to go because somebody recommended it to me and then you, you know, so what what was your kind of experience with acupuncture?
1: You know, it wasn't, I had no idea going in, but it was just kind of, I think we, we come into this life with all this knowledge but a lot of it's just sort of a sense of amnesia so for me it was kind of a reawakening of some of the stuff that I was probably in previous lifetimes I may have been part of or, or learning to um, so it's kinda like I said we come in this life I feel like with this amnesia there, our spirits come in not It's all this knowledge but we, we come in as a human form and we can have to re-remember what, what it was so it was kind of a beautiful thing just
0: um, If we can uh, kind of take you back, um, you know, through the journey of your lifetime. I mean, this is your journey. Um, And the whole whole show is about going through somebody's personal journey. Your personal journey to spirituality, to understanding, to empowerment, to belief systems, to esoteric teachings, to whatever it is that you want to call that journey of understanding you, understanding the world and understanding your life in a different way than you perceived it before. So uh, for those that are listening, let's, let's look at where did you start? You know, what were some of the things that as you were growing up uh, that you were a part of and then where are you, you know, now?
1: I think my spiritual journey was kind of like it was just a freaking different... It was just like a mess. I grew up Catholic. You know, I grew up Catholic in New Mexico. And then, you know, uh, I wasn't really... I never knew anything outside of the Catholic Church. And I always believed in angels and God and all that. But we were always thrown with so much guilt. Um, and I didn't really... I don't know. I had to kind of explain it. It wasn't really till I moved to California and I was partying. And, you know, I kind of got into some, some trouble there. And I got really sick. And... You know God has some interesting ways of kind of waking you up and through that I was kind of introduced to a lot of this other stuff but my soul was kind of my my ego was fighting it because I was I was still like brainwashed a lot of the Catholic guilt and I was like how could how could this be how could this be true when this is saying this is not and stuff and it's just a crazy journey I've had over the years I mean I'm 38 now and when I first kind of started opening up to this I was probably about 22 when I first kind of got physically sick and then and even I was you know, twenty seven. I went to I went down to to South America to Peru to do ketones, um, to do this stuff called ayahuasca, which is like a psychedelic it's a medicine. You know, it it basically kind of kicked my butt. It gave me. I went down there kind of arrogantly, arrogantly thinking it, not knowing what to expect. But you know, um, it was really really powerful, and I saw stuff that people. Even people, when I tell people today that are very experienced in the spiritual realm or whatever, like I tell them and they just, like, they're like, they can't believe some of the, some, some of the stories that happen. And it's just,
0: Can you share some of those stories? Yeah, I because, mean, I mean, some of the, the the listeners that might be listening might have had some of these weird, crazy stories where they feel maybe they're going kind of insane in a way. Well, that's the thing. Is
1: I, I will touch on that, but I want everybody that's listening. It's like, you're not going insane. Even the people that are crazy, if you see people out on the street that are... Most people that talk to to, to to themselves or other things like that, they really are tuning into the spiritual realm, but what happened to them is somewhere along the way that they got open or something happened to them that they got open, but they don't know how to ground it in. They don't know how to deal with it. So it's not necessarily... Sure, there's probably that, some, that few percentage that maybe they took too much acid or sniffed too much pain or something. So maybe something cognitively is broken permanently in there. But a lot of these people that... Are crazy or they're medicated or they they think they're crazy. They're they're not. It's just because I opened up to this and during after I got back from the Iowa, I'll go into what happened. But after coming back, I mean, I I was opened up to that level and I didn't really have the support that there there is now. A lot of the internet and stuff like that where I can research this and I thought I was going crazy. I was being attacked by demons and I was I was you know living with a brother that was. On, on a, a drug addict with, with meth and the place we were living at was um, a lady had killed herself 10 years before so it was just it was like in, up in the Hollywood Hills there was a lot of drugs there was just a lot of old dark energy there and I was in the middle of this vortex wow. and I can't tell you how many times that I was like close to just giving up and I'm, I'm going to say that 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 word as a light word for suicide you know and but and I felt alone my family was in New Mexico, and I was dealing with my drug addict brother, and it was, it was really hard, um, to say the least, but, but what it was, it was a trial for me. I think there's, we, there's a saying that they have out in the, in the, in the, people go through like spiritual awakenings or trials, there's this thing called the dark night, the soul, where you go through this really, really dark period where you feel like, um, God isn't with you, you're alone, there's nothing, but whereas God is carrying you, but it's kind of like, even a lot of the great saints and sages, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not likening myself to them by any means, but, and, you know, a lot of these people, you know, St. Teresa, and all of them, they, they go through these periods, and sometimes there's multiple periods, but what happens is you come out of that just more refined and stronger than ever, and I definitely did. It's been a long journey, but, um, just so people know, you're, you're not, you're not crazy when you're going through all this. You're seeing stuff, feeling energy and stuff. It's, we're we're only limited to the five senses, you know what I mean? there was this thing with Russell Brand talking, which is really cool where he talks about, you know, we we can only see a certain amount of colors, but yet we have ultraviolet and we have infrared, but our senses are only limited to the seeing a certain amount of colors. Or we can only hear a certain amount of frequencies. But that doesn't mean that there isn't other things out there. It's just that what we can
0: Yeah, And And we might even be able to start out and our bodies and our minds and everything attuned to actually hearing, seeing and experiencing more of that realm, whether that's a sixth sense of of feeling and intuition or sensing that energy, whether that's allowing yourself to see through your third eye and, and, and seeing other things beyond what is within our physical realm of awareness. Hearing other sounds, whether that's clear audiently and whatnot, but I mean, you have this when you look at at kids, whether you look at the rainbow children or you know all of these like kids that come in, but even maybe like kids, you know, when we're younger, like well, who's to say that the kids that talk to you know um, and have. Uh, Uh, imaginary friends aren't actually talking to spirits or angels or guides but they're told over and over again that there's nothing there exactly and you see what you believe that that's a very strong notion to really resonate with everybody that's listening is that you see and experience what your beliefs indicate Mm -hmm. And that is proven over and over again. I mean, they've done many different scientific studies and different kind of casework where they have people that have experienced different things, they walk into a room, what are the things that they notice, pick up on and pay attention to, are going to be very much attuned to what the person has experienced in their past. And sometimes things that are right in front of them, they don't even notice, they don't even observe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is like you know fundamental things. If you hear somebody talking about spirits or spirituality, you might be more keen to hear about it when or uh, hear about it when you're walking around in the world, or go see a movie and you suddenly see the billboards everywhere. You might notice your car while you're driving around other makes and models. By a different car, you're gonna notice that. Exactly, it's it's an element of that. So if we are being taught as a society from a very young age of the things that we may be experiencing outside of this what is accepted realm because i think that it all goes to what is accepted and not accepted um then suddenly those kids that have this very open perception and connection and channel suddenly start to close that down because they're told over and over again that there's nothing there and so i think that when you're starting to open up correct me if i'm wrong that you start to Reconnect to those elements, Absolutely. you know, and maybe you don't have any recollection or awareness when you were a child, and maybe you whatever the case may be. But in this opening, you become more and more sensitive. Absolutely. Did you become more and more sensitive?
1: Absolutely. I was always a very sensitive kid. I remember my mom saying that I was since I was a kid. I'd be afraid of the rain and the and the the thunderstorms and just other, other things. I was always a very sensitive kid, and I always said that was a bad. Thing. I was like bullied as a kid and everything, but it turned out to be more of a blessing. Um, but as I did start to, you know, change my diet, eat more raw foods and get off of alcohol and drugs and, and meditate more and, uh, and all, all the this this stuff, I definitely became more sensitive. And sometimes I felt like it worked against me. I felt like, oh, I wasn't getting better because when I'd be around this person, I'd feel sick or I couldn't eat this and this because it'd make me more sick, but it wasn't that. I was... It was, I was raising my vibration, but it was because my body couldn't handle these anymore because it was raising to a vibration.
0: Which I think you bring up a big point that maybe a lot of you are experiencing or have experienced is that I hear over and over again from people that when they start to become more sensitive, they actually... They find it difficult to hang out with certain people to even go into certain stores I remember when I started to become more and more spiritual like I couldn't go into a mall I couldn't go into big crowded environments like I I, I would because I could feel every single thing of person's energy I could feel the awareness the collective conscious. I would pick up on people's emotions that were going on and And I I literally I had to go shopping late at night Early in the morning or order things off the internet
1: (laughs) No, absolutely, <laughs> and that's the thing is you do. I remember being a kid and not hating going to malls and just I like, couldn't be around it. But the beautiful thing about uh, becoming more aware in that is that you understand where it's coming from and you're able to, um, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, uh, discern what thing, what's what this is and what's that, and you're 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 not as bothered by certain things as well because you understand where it's
0: coming from. Yeah, I think, and just so people aren't like, oh my God, I'll never be able to go into public again or to busy stores. Uh, it goes through a period of time where you become um, hypersensitive and then like what Angela is saying, you can control it more, but you also become more uh, refined. And when you become at a higher level vibration, you're less impacted by the influence of negative energy. If you look at it as like, you know, if you draw a line and you have the things that are lower vibration underneath the line and things that are higher vibration above the line, um, when you start to open up your channel, we all have stuff that we need to work on. We all have a lifetime of baggage, problems, belief systems, and past lifetimes as well. And so when you first start to open up that channel, unfortunately for most of us, we're not vibrating on that high level, like not like saint-like energy, but even really like defined, like spiritual kind of you're, you're open and you're not like affected. So when you start to open up and you're really affected because you are kind of resonating with some of that lower vibrational energy. But as you continue to clear your channel, whether through meditation, spiritual refinement, open. Expansions of consciousness—you literally start to raise your energetic vibration, and when you raise your energetic vibration above, you don't experience the below
1: exactly,
0: and or you experience it far far less, Mm -hmm. and so then you can start to be around crowds again. You can be around people, and you look at that like think about people like um Mother Teresa or Gandhi or if you I'm, I'm sure anybody has a spiritual uh, saint or disciple or whatnot or healer master healer that they can really be along around any kind of vibration and area within the world and they seemingly aren't affected because
1: they don't judge it.
0: It, well they don't judge it and their energetic vibration is so high that any of that negative energy that transmits into their aura automatically dissipates. it it's like they disintegrate that that and so they can continue to move forward so don't fear <laughs> you'll be able to be in public again soon if you're not <laughs> one of
1: the things too i want to tell people is as well as that like when i was opened up through the ayahuasca journey is i was opened up too soon and I don't want to deter anybody from doing that. It's just, I my, everybody's experience is gonna be different. I just had to go, my stuff, I went to the filter of my past life and my past karma, because I definitely spent probably past lives as a priest, and, or I made it very, doing a lot of strong Catholic work, where it was integrated into my, I don't know if it's astral body or soul or whatever it may be, that this is how it was. It was this dogma, this way. So I had to clean it out and there is a period when you're going through this dark night for everybody, and everybody's different. depends on what you've done in the past, your karma, um, where you're just clearing, you're, like you said, you're just clearing out the baggage. And when you get through that, as you start to clear the layers, you start to see the light more and more. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just becomes. So
0: what things worked for you? And what things did you really gravitate to that were part of your... Um, I don't know that 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 light that pulled you out of the dark tunnel.
1: God, I'll tell you that my belief in God and you, you, anybody can you know it's you can believe in any deity whatever that's connected to God. But I, I got I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we all have we're all giving guides or our higher selves or whatever you want to say it. And I've I have a very I have a lot of angels looking after me, and I, and I don't say that lightly. So I wouldn't have made it if it weren't for whoever's on the other side or whatever i mean it's not even other side it's just they're right here with me but i just can't see them but um for helping me along the way so you're never i want people to know you're never alone even though you feel like you are alone
0: now are is there anything that you did um within this physical realm were there any like um did you go see any healers did you do anything besides like acupuncture did you uh start to study anything like are there um I I think that that's great and having that strong belief system. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there's any practical things that people could also start to do. Meditate this, whatever it may be. What was your journey?
1: I found a teacher that she she taught me Qigong and I fought her on it because I always wanted to do yoga. I wanted to go where all the cute girls were doing yoga and I'm reading classes. (laughs) There was just a couple of us and there was a couple older people and i'm like this sucks but i remember that it say it saved my life and ki gong which Jeff is just translates as "key," is energy and gong is work so it's tai chi different things you see the older people in the park doing it there's something to that and all you're doing is just you're pulling in the energy innate energy of the universe that's around you and you're clearing your order which is just your energy body and there's that stuff has saved my life and i do it all the time whether it's just a simple little move moving my hands up and down. You see me doing all the time, just kind of smoothing out my balancing. Um, that stuff that's helped me. I mean, yoga itself is, there's a reason there's millions and millions of people all over the world doing it. It's very powerful stuff, whether it's physical yoga or the actual yoga of meditation, which yoga is a way of life, um, which I, we can go into more of that deeper. But uh, that, again, you know, I'm work, working at the crystal store. Getting into crystals, um...
0: Okay, so let's uh, so you started doing, uh, qigong or qigong, or mm-hmm. however you Reiki. want. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long were you studying with your teacher and doing those those kind of and and like how many days a week were you doing it? Like what was your process?
1: It was probably, I was doing it probably like probably four years. I worked with her, and then you I mean she passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but I was doing it. There was a point where I was needing to do it every day, twice a day. Um, okay. And that was just to help me. I went through a really hard struggle just dealing with, with the energy of everything. I was very, very sensitive, I and mean, this is right around 2011, 2012, when the energies were getting ready to that transition um, with with the shifting of the calendar and everything. Uh, it was really extremely hard for me, um, so I had to do it twice a day, every day. And you know, I started learning herbs. Chinese herbs helped me a lot, and I'm so grateful for that because every time that I find someone that went through something that I went through I can tell them this or that, you know, this because it worked for me and that makes my struggle and all the pain I went through worth it because mm-hmm. I was able to relate to them.
0: So herbs, connecting, healing qigong, your yeah. b- body, Qigong, qi, I, I call it Qigong, but yeah. It's the same thing,
1: Qigong, Qigong, yeah. Um,
0: and then, um, and then what else, what did, 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 did that, did you continue? Like what I, what I noticed is that, at least from my experience with a lot of people within the spiritual realm, it's like this ever kind of thirst for knowledge. Once you get a taste, you kind of continue to explore in deeper realms into different areas. So um, I know you're, you do Reiki as well so then there was was there a pull towards Reiki or did you experience some Reiki sessions that said this is what you want to do next or did you realize that you just had some energetic power within your hands and healing or both
1: all of that stuff
0: okay so tell me a little bit like when did you decide to kind of go into that I was
1: always told that I had you know my teacher always used to say you're a healer you're a healer you're a healer and I was like I don't know and then just get I got she was teaching with the Qigong there's also ways to do healing with the Qigong um, on other people, medical Qigong. Um, so it's not just the practice that you do on your own. And then, you know, when I w- started working at uh, Liberate Emporium um, here in L.A., I was able to take the classes, the, the Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, and also I've taken a couple of Pranic Killing courses. Um, and just I just finished the Akashic record, So it's an ongoing learning, but a lot, all it is is just re-remembering these, these gifts that we have. Everybody has them. Everybody can tune into them. It's just, you know... Um, how, how much do you want to grow? Uh,
0: I like that. Yeah. So re-remembering, so, you know, kind of to wrap everything up is, you know, it sounds like you had one uh, one interesting journey, as we all do. Yeah. Right? With a lot of difficulties and that when you're in that in that space of darkness to kind of really hold on to that light and that belief and, you you know, you'll be pulled out and guided out into different ways, more open that you can allow yourself to be. And, you know, uh, remembering. I hear this theme that you keep on bringing up, that it's not as if you're you're learning something, you're remembering something that you already know.
1: Yeah, it's just touching, tuning back into Source and how beautiful and amazing our souls really are. Um, and how much knowledge and we really we really. Have, but we're taught, like you say, going back to what you're saying, you know, we're as a, as a kid, think of a little kid talking to angels or talking to their imaginary friends. They're they, are, they we come into this world fresh, new, alive. Sure, we have the old DNA patterns and we have our old past life patterns that we have to deal with, but we're still fresh and new. But if you come in with this abusive father or this mother saying this is bad or what, then you're just like, forget it. it's like, holy shit, you know what I mean? And then you're kind of the amnesia is, is there on top of what you have to relearn. Yeah. So it is, but it's all part of the hero's journey that we each and every person and sentient being goes through.
0: Yeah. Sentient being. Sentient animals. Everybody. Everybody goes,
1: whether it's a plant, an animal, we all have our own hero's journey we're just inhibiting. All.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank coming you on you the so show much. today. I think that, you know, I, I'm sure everybody listening has uh, gotten a lot of value about what you've shared. So thank you for being so vulnerable and opening up sure. so much to us today.
1: There's so much to talk about, so I it was kind of all over the place a little bit, but it's 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 just there's there's, there's just so much that you can, you can spend hours talking about things. Like so thank you so much, Christina.
0: Thank you and uh tune in next time for another episode of uh Journeys of a Spiritual Quest.